Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Wednesday, October 5th. Present to one another. Today's scripture reading is found in Acts chapter 3, verses 1-11 through 11 from the Message Translation, which reads, One day at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Peter and John were on their way into the temple for a prayer meeting. At the same time, there was a man crippled from birth being carried up. Every day he was set down at the temple gate, the one named Beautiful, to beg from those going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter the temple, he asked for a handout. Peter, with John at his side, looked him straight in the eye and said, Look here. He looked up, expecting to get something from them. Peter said, I don't have a nickel to my name, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. He grabbed him by the right hand and pulled him up. In an instant, his feet and ankles became firm. He jumped to his feet and he walked. The man went into the temple with them, walking back and forth, dancing and praising God. Everybody there saw him walking around and praising God. They recognized him as the one who sat begging at the temple gate. Okay. They recognized him as the one who sat begging at the temple's gate, beautiful, and rubbed their eyes, astonished, scarcely believing what they were seeing. The man threw his arms around Peter and John, ecstatic. All the people ran to where they were at Solomon's porch to see it for themselves. This is God's Word. I love that this is another temple story. That is, a story that takes place within the setting of the physical temple designed to mediate the space between heaven and earth to sweep people upwards into the divine presence. It happens mid-afternoon at the hour when the blast of priestly trumpets summoned people otherwise engaged into the holy spaces of prayer as they attended to the presence, evoked the presence, immersed themselves in the presence. At least, that's the intention of making such space. Too often, such summoned corporate or private moments of prayer become an exercise routine akin to a religious treadmill in which we are scarcely even present ourselves because we're so familiar with it. Whatever the tempo of the moment, ancient and liturgical or contemporary and spontaneous, it's all too easy to become more a matter of rote than of rhythm. Which is why it can be surprising when God suddenly enters this space dedicated to evoking the presence, suddenly breaking the silence and calling our name like Samuel, or standing by the altar as the crowd waits and speaking a life-changing word that leaves us speechless like Zacharias. But at this hour of prayer, for Peter and John on that day in the temple at the hour of prayer, as they pass through the gate beautiful with all eyes being drawn up, Peter's eyes are drawn elsewhere. They're drawn downward, downward to an extended hand begging for the smallest token of compassion, downward towards humanity with hand raised but eyes lowered because it's hard to keep looking at faces, searching for recognition, for acknowledgement, for validation when all eyes are looking past you. Peter never made it to prayer that day. Peter stopped. Peter looked. More than that, Peter fixed his gaze. 
When everyone else was looking up, looking past, Peter paused to look down. Already being present to God, he pauses to be present to the creature of dust before him. Sometimes it pays to allow ourselves to be distracted. If only the priest and the Levite had allowed themselves to be distracted by wounded humanity lying bleeding along the way as they journeyed eyes raised to important temple business awaiting them. If only the rich man who fared sumptuously every day had allowed himself to be distracted by the beggar full of sores lying at his gate every morning. If only, if only. But in this moment, Peter lets himself be distracted. In the midst of a forward momentum up the ascending stairs of that moment, Peter stops and goes up the down staircase, beholding the man and allowing the presence in him to issue in healing presence for one who was seriously just looking for a shekel or two, sweeping them all into a completely unexpected turn of events, initiated by a lame man suddenly ecstatically leaping and dancing. No, Peter never made it to prayer that day. In fact, evidently no one did, as prayer was interrupted by the presence that ended up having a different agenda for that moment. This is what happens when we are the house. Being present to God, we find ourselves irresistibly drawn to be present to one another. Seeing God, we see one another. Not merely making a deposit in that empty, extended hand, but filling it with our own as we lift a struggling human to their feet. God grant us to be so distracted as we pass through our own beautiful gate this day. So, as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder this. When's the last time you let yourself be distracted by human need, even in the midst of a holy moment when you were supposed to be in church or in prayer? How are you being challenged to be more present to others, even when, or especially when, your eyes are supposed to be looking up or looking ahead? How do I learn to not only pause in his presence, but to pause in yours? Lord, show us how to live in your house, how to live as your house, fitted and joined together as a people present to you, to one another, to each moment with all that it holds, to each need as it unfolds, to each pain, large and small. Lord, let us be present to it all through your mercies. Amen.